And welcome to Australia's first Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. My name is Christine, and ever since laying eyes on my first tiny house, I wanted to know more about the movement, the lifestyle, the communities, and most of all, how I can go tiny. While on my tiny journey, gathering information and meeting amazing like-minded people, I started thinking, apart from my business, how could I contribute back to the movement? Then I was introduced to podcasting. And that was my light bulb moment. I'm so thrilled that through this podcast, I am able to bring you an amazing cast of co-hosts who all bring their own unique skills, knowledge and advice to each episode. All of us are extremely passionate about the tiny house movement and want to share our experience, expertise and enthusiasm with our listeners. Each week, we'll bring you a special guest interview or particular hot topic discussion that relates to tiny living for your listening pleasure. Okay, let's jump in and find out who we have with us this week. Is this the first eco-village communal living project you've um, in, been, involved been involved with? with? I've been involved in another, um, more a bit more conventional, although it was when we, when we did it, it was the first one in uh, Queensland, we, we applied in this shire, same mm-hmm. shire, well it was Caloundra Shire back then, um, so we applied to, to set up a group title, um, uh, uh, you know, so it's with group title you have common land and then individual titles on the common land, so it's a form of subdivision mm-hmm. and um, so I've been involved in that, I was involved in, in the actual um, earthworks and so on at Crystal Waters, oh. and I've been involved in another group title. But yeah, so yeah, so ours was the first group title proposal for this shire. And what year was that? Um, uh, initially, it was eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, and they didn't want to know about it back then. That took quite a while before we actually got. Uh, as I think we first applied in eighty six. Um, and we eventually got it approved in '87. So, um, but yeah, it took uh, it took over a year, and we had to end up taking the council to court over it to oh, even really? get it approved because they yeah they said they didn't like this form of development because it took work away from proper developers. Oh, oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> so you've really had a lot of experience to. Um, yeah, although I think I think this, this is actually yeah I think the where of where we've come to now with Elf being set up as a not for profit um, and a community land trust is actually a much better system than um, because what happens with the group title is you, it it ha- you've got um, the the advantage that a group title has is that if an individual wants to move off they can sell up their title within you know so they can sell up their property and their house that they've put effort into and move somewhere else and someone else buys in um which everyone has a say in who goes not a lot no there's not it's more or less on the open market you know Mm -hmm. um whereas in 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 this form of community land trust no one really owns the land as such so everyone owns it so it's a, or, or 
the land in fact owns it's more the aboriginal concept of you know the land is not something that's tradable it actually is something that's there and it sustains you and and your role is as a steward to look after it and make it better than when you found it. Mm. Um, so it's a completely different way of thinking about it. Rather than an ownership model, mm. it becomes a, you know, so there is ownership involved that says, yeah, I've got an equity in this, but it's through a company share structure and you don't actually, no individual ever owns the land. Mm. So you share the land as yeah. a group. Yeah. Oh, that's a really great. Concept. Yeah, so it's a. I, I think it's a much better concept mm. um, because it then, uh, if if you like, it gives a voice and a, a personhood to the land um, because it's it's what actually is sustaining everything here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So there's a there's a, um, a more of a sense of respect and reverence, if you like, for the place rather than you know the. The idea, well, I own it, I can do what I like with it. <laughs> mm. Well, and you've certainly um, improved the land since you arrived. Yes. We're, as yeah. we're walking through, you're yeah. showing us all your um, food plants yes. and water oh, systems. The, and, yes, yeah. so I was very interested in yeah. this water system. Yeah. So um, we walk down and you've got a little uh, pond a little dam, dam area. Yeah. So could you explain the water filtration yeah, system? Yeah, so what, um, it, gets, it can get quite dry here. And so... Um, we felt what we needed was rather than put more tanks in, which we could do, but then you're still limited to what your roof area is as to how much water you can collect as rainwater. So we we made an, uh, a dam that is taking the catchment from um, roads and really all of the runoff from this part of the property all goes into there. So what happens is when... So um, when you say roads, it's roads on the property that yes, are dirt and, roads. Yes, and the council road as well. Yeah. Oh. So the council road, the pinch lane goes along there. Oh, yeah. That can drain into that dam as well. So And it actually only takes 25 mil of runoff. So like if we have heavy rain, 25 mil takes it from being empty to full. Mm. So it doesn't take very Jeez. much rain mm. to fill up that little dam. And then from there, um, we want to... Um, recirculate it through a soil filter so um, and that that will have a porous material underneath in a clay lined trench and then the we irrigate the water from the dam onto that all of the fine um, clay in the dam gets filtered out and any bacteria and so on gets filtered out and you get clean water coming back in so the idea is to just continually circulate that with a little solar pump and a, a solar panel, and then that gives you a, a, a big volume of really clean water that you can use for the garden or even in emergencies to top up our yeah. water tank. Would it be drinkable too? It would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and, and you were saying it only takes... Um, 30 centimetres. 300 millimetres, yeah. So it, it, it takes a really shallow depth of uh, a, 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 what, what's called a sandy loam. So it's, a, it's, it's got some uh, clay in it um, and some silt and some sand. Mm -hmm. So it's a sandy loam soil. And um, if you put um, water through trickle irrigation through a depth of soil like that, by the time it comes out the bottom, it's perfectly clear. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So it's a way of, and then you just plant plants in the soil filter so they take up the nutrients. Yeah, so any, you know, nutrient runoff that comes into the dam is automatically sucked up by the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And so, you were saying as well, uh, probably from the top of um, the uh, catchment, yes. it would take about a day to get down to the pond to filter uh, no, it through. No, that's about how long it takes to filter through the oh, soil filter. Through the soil filter. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, no, when it rains heavily from the top of the catchment to the dam is probably only five minutes. Oh. Yeah, it flows very quickly. Yeah. Okay, okay. So steep, I better yeah. clear that up. Yeah. When the water comes, the trickle system goes onto the soil, it takes it a day to get through that through filter. through the soil, yes. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Got it. We're yep. all over it now, Patty. So, and that's why it comes out so clean because there's little microbes in there that eat the bacteria, and yeah, and then there's um, and there's physical filtering of the water so that the clay gets filtered out and churned in with the soil. So, yeah, love it. Yes, love it. So it's actually an ecological filter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're using soil, plants, and and controlled water management to filter the water. Mm. Brilliant. Simple and very cheap to do. Yeah. Yeah. And continuous yes. continuous water supply. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. So then we continued our little walk. Yes. We went we turned I think we turned a right. Yes. And then we went down another track and then I think yeah. we turned a left. That's it. And that's where we came across the big boulders. That's it. That yes. have fallen down. Yeah. One of them's had a little topple yes. in the last rainfall. Yeah. And then we came across the um lava. Yes. Uh so there's a, there's some um, some fascinating geological things here. We're in a an area that would once have had above us um, would have had um, a basalt um, plateau, a cap. Um, most of that has been washed away. So um, bearing in mind that when you look at the Glasshouse Mountains, what you're seeing is the plug that was hundreds, could even be a thousand meters below the ground. So this was a volcanic plug, and that plug that's in the in the um, Mount Tibrigargan and Biwa mm-hmm. and so on, all of the Glasshouse Mountains, is actually rhyolite, which is the lighter material that, in the end stage of a volcanic eruption, the light material then comes in and it sets. It's like toothpaste consistency, and it actually sets and blocks the the flow of any further lava and then that so and then that solidifies into hard rock which is what they and that's the bit that's left everything else is washed away so the entire volcano that would have gone way up high and would have covered this whole area all of that's washed out to the sea so that's why this area now is washed back to the Jurassic sandstone, which would have been underlying this whole area. Wow. So, yeah, so this is, it's a fascinating yeah. geological area. And there's still a little bit of that lava cap up in the Blackwell Ranges and Mullaney and oh. Montville. So all of that area up there is still basalt. Um, but all of this area here had these little basalt fissures um, that have mostly been eroded away, but there must have been a deep gully um, because you could see it was only a couple of metres wide That's between right. the sandstone gully where the the lava had flowed down and there's this little lava, it's what's called a dike, but a dike is slightly different, but it's like a lava dike um, where that basalt then is embedded within 
that's the sandstone area. Yeah, and we could clearly see yeah. the edge of it, couldn't yes. we, on yeah. both sides? Yeah. yeah, and beautiful sandstone yeah. next to it. On either side. Yeah, yeah. so that was very interesting. <laughs> um, so then we started walking a little bit further mm-hmm. and the Is foliage. I think it's called uh, bush, bush, we, bush yes, bashing. Bush bashing, yes, we were. And <laughs> it started getting a little bit thicker, a little bit higher. <laughs> You found yourself crawling through ferns, and <laughs> we took a photo of Dean and check yourself for ticks tonight. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, Dean, oh, yeah, it's good idea. <laughs> I thought I'd better not mention that at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were too focused on the snakes, weren't we? Now we're worried about ticks. Good on you. But so we went through the ferns. We yes. had a little picture. We took a view, yeah, uh, popping out of in them. In the ferns. That's right. And um, so we were trekking through and you're taking us to the dry water bed. Yes. And that was beautiful. I'm so glad we went through it. Yes. It was worth it. It was worth it. It's a gorgeous spot, isn't it? It was fantastic. Yeah. And we leapt from one one yeah. side of it to the little... Maybe, intrepid. I know. Maybe not so graciously <laughs> as Mumbo Jumbo did. <laughs> <laughs> She did a better job. Yes. She was so I didn't think she was going to make it, yeah, but she, she did. She, you could see her psyching herself she up. She mm, worked through all the risk assessment and she I went. I can do this. She went. Yeah, yeah. So we're standing on top of a little rock. Huge boulder, yes. Yeah. And it had, was it a pawpaw tree? No, it, um, was, a, it was a fig tree. Fig. A, a native fig. A native fig. Yeah. Native fig. It's um, the small leaf fig, yeah. Wow. Um, or rock fig, yeah. So the the idea for the future is to make the, a waterhole in that area, yeah, mm. which would be really deep and lovely spot to jump off the rock on when, into it because the tree uh, gets big. It'll be very cool. Yeah, well, yeah. it was beautiful, wasn't it? Mm. Stunning. And then we were coming back, and you were pointing out some spots that would be great for tiny houses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was lovely, and looking mm. back up, so you're really sort of down in a gully. Area yes. then, yeah. and it, but it's still you're getting the views of the mountains, yes. and it's really, oh, it was quite, really lovely down it there. Is. Like you're in your own little um, hideaway yes. sort of thing. It was great. Yeah, really good walk, having a look at everything, and mm. then we've come back up, upstairs. Mm. Actually, we did have a look at the um, the new construction downstairs, but the idea of those is two to, two new units. To, yeah, to, to, because. Um, we've had so many more people want to come here and we don't have any more accommodation. We thought it'd be great to just build in a couple of self-contained flats downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Because so, um, some people want more privacy. Some people are really, like all of our current people love the communal living, mm. but it'll be, you know, there, there'll always be some people who think, oh, I'd like a bit more privacy. Mm. It's nice to have meals together and mm. so on from time to time, but I'd like to be able to you know, have my own space. And, That's right. Well, yeah. some people might be very loud snorers. Yes, And it might exactly. just be practical for everybody <laughs> for them to have a little bit of private space. No, that, well, we send them down to the container room. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I haven't oh, showed yes, you I that yet. That. We must come down and that. have a look at the container. But, yeah, we've got a um, – it's got its own um, outdoor um, shower and, and – uh, and a toilet down there, and a, and and a room that's half of a forty-foot container. Oh, brilliant! So I'll show you wow, yeah. that as well. Oh, that'd so, be awesome. Yeah. 
So that's where, because uh, I, I don't know if you know, but Jimmy keeps very old hours. So that's oh. where Jimmy go, has been until he got his tiny house here. Oh, okay. Because he, he'd, he'd be going to bed at five or six o'clock in the morning after a big night of work, 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 because he's a night owl. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'd all be starting to get up and be noisy and he's trying to get to sleep. So we decided mm, probably better you go and live in the container and he loved it down there so yeah. oh yeah we will check that out yes so right now um with the property there's a for sale sign yes out there the is. front yes. so would you like to speak a little bit about yeah, what's so, going on yeah what ha- what's happening is we um uh unfortunately we've uh, we had a, a private mortgage and they they um circumstances for them has changed and they need to have their money back by September. So if we can't refinance, and we've tried refinancing through banks, but unfortunately the, all of the, since the um, Banking Royal Commission, they've now really clamped down on, um, the, there's a new set of responsible lending guidelines, which make it almost impossible for to finance a normal house. It's just really difficult. Mm. I mean, we've proven we've got the track record to show that we can easily meet all of our bills and the mortgage, but they they do, they won't take the full income from the rental. Instead, they have to go by the median income from rentals in this area and then take 70% of that. Mm. So it means they underestimate the amount of income that it actually can generate mm. and as a consequence they won't lend on it or they'll lend less than what we need mm. so so yeah we need um, uh, basically with the amount the bank have, have offered which is 200,000 we need another 90 in order to be able to completely cover off all of the other expenses that we need to pay out the mortgage and um, will pay out my credit card because the bank have said in order to lend you this we need your credit card um, closed yes. so we'd have to close the credit card account so if someone's so, listening and thinking oh I might be interested yeah. what's the um, what's the criteria you're looking for in an investor uh, well we'd need someone who um, has obviously seen the property and knows that you know that what we're doing here you know mm-hmm. it's, it's aligned to the vision that we have for the property Um, so that's the most important thing and then um, that would like to live in a community you know it's a tiny community I mean like I say it's more like a intentional family than a community because there's only 10 of us Um, and then and then kids when I have my kids for holidays as well but so yeah so there's a there's it's a um, it's a small group of people and you know, they'd need to kind of know that, you know, that's, that's what I, I want to live in a community and share resources and do things together and that's right. build orchards, to, you know, grow orchards together. And So know. like you were saying earlier, you're not after a passive investor. No, we no. want people who are actually actively want to get, want to be part of it. That, not yeah. They don't necessarily have to be working on the property other than that voluntary five-hour contribution. But we do want people who have an interest in the property. So we've got two people who are prepared to put in 30 so far. We just need one more person who's prepared to put in 30. And then we can go to the bank and get the rest of the finance we need to, to um, re-establish a mortgage. 
Yeah. And we can easily cover the mortgage and and more. You know, we've proven that for four years. So yeah. So it's actually fairly low risk for people, and then they, they their contribution then um, would you know give them the right to be part of it and. Um, and the the other thing I never mentioned, which I should mention, is that we have a a um, what we call a social enterprise shares as well. So we've got a capital contribution shares mm-hmm. and social enterprise shares. And um, with the social enterprise shares, that's where we do stuff here. For example, like extending underneath, mm-hmm. and um, so the money that people put in to do that work um, is becomes a revenue source so they can put that in as a loan or they could put it in as capital as well but it more typically you'd put it in as a loan and then you'd get that loan repaid from the in, the revenue once the the flats are finished and let out so so there's um and there's other projects like we want to if we if we can refinance, then we'll build a life bubble on the property, mm-hmm. and that would be a source of revenue as well. We've done the sums on that, and um, there's one down in the Blue Mountains, and they get you know more than eight thousand dollars a month just from that the oh, cave wow. that they let out. Yeah. Wow. So that would be a, a source of revenue that we could then you know pull and do other work. Yeah. You know, so we gradually improve the property and. The, vi- the longer term vision was to have like a, a little village area down the bottom um, where we actually have like an amphitheater built into the rock oh. and that would then um, have a, a, a restaurant and commercial shops and things, you know, that people might have their own business or, um, you know, there's all sorts of opportunities there oh, for people brilliant. with yeah. uh, compatible businesses. So thing yeah. with the... Greenhouse growing all your veggies. Do you yes. take them to market? Or exactly. You, yeah. yeah. Would you have yeah. a little market stall out the front here, or um, would you go it, to market? It'd probably be um, to market rather than a, a stall out the front. Um, the the stall out the front could work, but um, uh, the, because we've go got where the people, people are, yeah, we've already it? got yeah. people here who go to the market on a you know and and you know, with the their um, the cartel Latin street food better to. Link it in. Yeah. Link it in. So So if people were wanting to contact you, could they Mm -hmm. do that through we'll pop the links to your Facebook page? My email address would be fine too. Oh great. Yeah. Dean.cameron at lifebubbles.org. Fantastic. Well oh that's great. So um September is the deciding Yes, we need we need to Ideally, if someone is interested, um, we need to kind of sort something out before before the sale. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just on the growing side of things, yes. the people here just really love it. Like we are virtually self-sufficient in papaya. I've got a nice one there we'll have for dessert tonight. Mm. Um, they just like, every, you know, we have one ripe and then another one ripe, you know, just continuous. And, uh, and we've only got about six or seven papaya trees but they're just such productive things and people just love that and bananas you know we, we when we have a glut of them when you have a whole bunch ripen we we dry them uh, we freeze them you know oh well thank you so much dean for um again having patty and i a pleasure and yeah. the sharing we had fantastic um, pineapple cheese and crackers yes. this morning <laughs> I, yeah on the on the deck looking out 
the, it's the life, isn't it? Oh, it was the life, but yes, yes. The sun's just starting to set now. Yeah. Yeah. It chills is. coming through. Yeah. Oh, it's no, gorgeous. it's just beautiful here. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Dean, again, for having us and sharing your story mm. and um, walking us through the property and getting us out and about in That's the it. in the bush. We'll get an update for watch this space, watch this space for yeah. September. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So thank you, Patty, for being with You're me welcome. today. Thank you for Going driving. For the road trip. Thank you. And thank you, Dean. Wow, what a great episode. I would like to thank you for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. I would like to now invite you over to our exclusive Facebook group, where you as our listeners will be able to interact with us, each other, see photos and additional extras that accompany each episode, and be the first to know what we have coming up. If there is a particular topic you would like to hear more about or someone you think we need to interview, please drop us a line at letstalktinyhouses at gmail.com or via our Facebook group. You can find this podcast series on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. And while you're there, please show your love by giving us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. Our show notes will be available on Podbean along with any podcast corrections and amendments. The Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast is brought to you by myself, Christine Murphy, and my business, OCD, Organising, Cleaning and Decluttering Specialists, which can be found on Facebook or through my website, ocdpro.com.au. I would like to thank all my co-hosts for their amazing contributions and Joanne Helder for editing all our audio and making us sound so fabulous. Until next week, please take care and enjoy yourself.